topics, nudes, and plenty of advice, it's Pun Intensive. Welcome, I am Aaron Basil, one of the MCs of the O. Henry podcast, and your MC for this show. Uh, we'll get to know them better in a moment, but first I want to welcome you all en masse. Uh, Gary? Let's hear your voice. Uh, what, what, I'm part of the critical mass. Just say... <laughs> Normally, we say hello. <laughs> that works. <laughs> hello. I'm part of the critical mass. And David? Hello. And Dave? Hello. And Brian. Howdy. Welcome all. Uh, we're going to start off, as always, with the zinger of the week, the idea being that everyone around this table is a hilarious punster and must have made at least one zinger they want to relay. So let's start off with the 2012 Pun Slinger champion who has regularly placed the top four over the past eight years and a featured performer with Austin's own Master Pancake Theater. Uh, easy to pronounce until you see how it's spelled, Dave Wallace. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. It's D-A-V with no E because it's a mystery. I don't know. Sure, because you lost your ID? I did. I lost my ID in the war. Wow, pun, pun slinger or pun uh, zinger of the week. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week. There's all sorts of uh, fantastic, you know, turkey humor going on. But honestly, I have to give it to my son, um, who made himself a turkey sandwich. And uh, he left it on the table, and he walked away, and he's like, Dad, I'm going to save this. I'm like, all right, um, <laughs> I guess. Then he comes running back in the room, I'll save you! <laughs> <laughs> he totally wins, hands down. And I'm sorry, say again, how old is he? Oh, he's 13. Okay, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> One Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, and we have a one-time punniest of show and three-time Punslinger's winner, the O. Henry Punoff Punslinger topic guru and a well-loved and occasionally hated MC of the Punoff, Don't Call Me Any, Brian Oakley. Howdy, howdy. Hello, hello. So let's hear what your zinger of the week is. I have two, actually. Um, the first is a mere question. If you are converting to Catholicism <laughs> online, do you receive an email confirmation? Emas. Mass email. Mass email. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's so stupid. That, see, that's why I'm the host. You guys do funny things. With, with Aaron in the room, we're going to deliver a joke and then spend some moments explaining the joke yeah, right. to you. So that'll be fun. That's how it's been working so far. The second one is a historical, albeit fictional event. We recall the St. Patrick's Day Massacre. But instead of having taken place with firearms, it was done with a long-term water contamination bringing forth the Erin Brockovich wow. massacre. Oh, no. Yeah, we liked the first one. Erin <laughs> 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 <Arango> Brockovich. <laughs> oh, say it one more time. It's going to work this time, I swear. Erin Brockovich. Oh, crap, I was wrong. Oh, <laughs> say it with the bro. Erin Brockovich. Oh, now it's just annoying. Now, uh, <laughs> Now, producing the O. Henry Punoff since 2015 and the creator of Guggenheim's and Misdemeanors and the seven-plus times he placed in the top three, we have David Guggenheim. Hi. Hi. I want to hear your zinger of the week. You want to hear my zinger of the week? Okay. So uh, this is a very expensive zinger. We were uh, chatting about the Christmas meeting, and someone asked if they were going to bring uh, rain gear to the Christmas re meeting and I said would that be Rudolph the red-nosed rain gear boom, boom. 
finally, uh, Garyening around the corner, longtime producer and certainly without emeritus, Gary Halleck. Oh, I'm lacking an emeritus for sure. My zinger of the week, true story. We had to, had uh, family over for Thanksgiving dinner. We always try to play uh, a round of uh, dominoes. We finally finally did play the one game of dominoes. And then as everybody was leaving, Chris says, well, I'm glad we had turkey and I'm glad we had the, had the, uh, the roast and we got one good game in. And I said, no, we had the game in last year. <laughs> <laughs> the Cornish game, not that there's anything wrong with that. A very sophisticated pun. <laughs> so I, I wanted to share mine. I was having some car issues, am having some car issues. And so I left at the mechanics and I got a rental car. And, you know, and it's, it's one of the fancy things with all the Bluetooth and all these things. So I was trying to set it up. And somehow I accidentally called my wife. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, and then uh, I... Uh, That's what John Lennon did. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so, so I hung it up. And then it called her again and hung it up. And then she called me and said, what's going on? And I said, it's this new car. You know, I've been trunk dialing, which isn't a great pun. <laughs> But trunks and cars are associated. So, <laughs> so if you were actually a kidnap victim, <laughs> <laughs> then you could truck tell somebody. <laughs> actually, I was very pleased. Oh, oh no, no, that would be a booty call. <laughs> nice. Only, Only in Europe. Spanner. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, and of course, I always score these. I, I really thought they were all terrific except for mine. So you each get three points, and I get zero. So, so far, so good. But we do have more games ahead, so stick around. Three points each, huh? Might as well just give us zero points and you negative three. That is a clear <laughs> Absolute. Uh, absolute zero. <laughs> That's nice. You learned that in physics. <laughs> so we have established that telling the jokes during the break is the most appropriate time <laughs> to break things up. But we are back, and we're going to start off with uh, uh, the game Headlines. What I'm going to do is just read some recent news stories to you, and you guys get to come up with terrific headlines. Uh, these are true stories that I culled from... Um, okay, I totally ripped it off of News of the Weird. Uh, the game here is to figure out some good headlines that are relevant. So we'll start with our first one. In November 2018, at the historic Chataway restaurant in St. Petersburg, Florida, there were two break-ins in consecutive nights. Surveillance video captured an intruder who, quote, spent over an hour just milling about, going room to room and eating and drinking, unquote. He also stole chicken wings, beer, and cash tips. Because of this investigation, police saw someone in the video from the night before, a man slipping into a back gate. He emptied a storage shed of all its contents, went into the restaurant bathroom, and emerged completely naked. But he was so tidy, no one would have known he was there had police not been investigating the previous incident. Reports include the following line, we still don't know where his pants are. And breaches bathroom. <laughs> so true, Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> and the only evidence police could find were the wings around his underwear. <laughs> wow. 
Madeline Kahn? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Khan Noonien Singh. The Wrath of Madeline Kahn. <laughs> While you were reading that, I heard you, heard you say he was stealing chicken wings, beer, and cash tips, and not, I heard wing tips. I was wondering what kind of shoes <laughs> he was wearing. Police one, bar none. That's excellent. Police investigating men who invaded bathroom have nothing to go on. <laughs> the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the naked truth. If you do what this guy did, you're in trouble. Did he? Did he? Urine. Urine. <laughs> no, I understand the pun, but what, what was that? Was he? They're going to do a number to him. <laughs> Just bathroom humor in general is going to work here. <laughs> You're in all trouble. <laughs> he must have been in the pun gents room. <laughs> uh, he took a chicken, a turkey, and a duck into the bathroom with him. He was hiding behind the toilet because he was turd ducking. <laughs> Uh, the thief was flush with cash. They still don't know where his pants are. It wouldn't stay up. You know why? Butterballs. Wow. It's not so much a headline <laughs> as it is a fantastic punchline. Still couldn't find his pants. Sansa Pants of Claus. So there's, there's a man in West Milford, New Jersey. Uh, he caused a traffic accident in Wayne in November 2018 that injured two people. As first responders were attending to the injured, the man staggered toward them smelling of alcohol. A field sobriety test confirmed that he was very drunk, and in front seat of his car were marijuana and a bottle of bourbon. He did have a terrific excuse, though. Quote, I drink too much because the Jets suck. So he had uh, too much intake in the Jets, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> Grey Goose. Nice. Woo! The only thing I come with is, is was that my dad? <laughs> His fine was $100.25, so we got a quarterback. <laughs> no, no. His fine was... A dollar seventy-five. Ah, <laughs> and so he had to get a quarterback. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Still not funny, but yeah, <laughs> it you know, makes it's, sense. it's there. It's there. It's there. <laughs> All those in favor, say nay, myth. <laughs> uh, let's see. His first mistake was being a Jets fan. Not a pun. <laughs> but the sports guys in New York will love it. It's a great headline too. <laughs> it was a touchdown because he had possession. Well, he may have been a football fan, but he was certainly no gymnast in that uh, he had difficulty mixing two substances. He certainly couldn't balance beam and marijuana. Two, three, four. Yeah, da, 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 da. explains it to me. Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Drunken <laughs> <and> disorderly. <laughs> All right, I got one more for you. In Youngstown, Ohio, 911 got a call that four men appeared to be stealing the sidewalk along a street in the south side. Police arrived to find parts of the sidewalk were indeed missing, and following a tip from a neighbor, they soon caught up with four men driving a truck hauling six flagstone slabs. They were all arrested. 
He obviously was a psychopath. Nice. <laughs> the police have no concrete evidence. She meant to do that. <laughs> he said, theft my ass, fault is yours. <laughs> you know, decided to tighten up security in that town, and so steps were taken. He was shot stealing the stuff between the flagstones. He was such a mortar. They're serving time now. Pave bye-bye. He's going to spend some time behind rebars. <laughs> uh, one guy was plastered. The other was stoned. The other two were just tiled. They had to cobble together a story real quick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't quarry. Be happy. <laughs> he got off hopscotch free. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nice. He skipped out. <laughs> I love that game headline, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Okay, because time flies as much as it does, uh, I'm kind of surprised that we're already at the Punslingers game. For the listeners who aren't familiar with Punslinger's game, the idea with Punslinger's is a topic will be announced and the contestants will come up with cues that are related to the topic and then pun off of that. And they go back and forth and back and forth until someone can't think of something. In this case, we have house rules. So it's, it's not like the official Henry pun off where the judges will time you and give you strikes and such. We just have two pairs of people on each team and you'll go back and forth and back and forth until I get sick of it. That's all. Let's let's have David and Dave on one team, and let's have Brian and Gary on the other. The category is, you know, I'm a little self-conscious about this because I know Brian's going to tell me why it's a terrible, <laughs> these are all terrible categories. No, not just Brian. <laughs> So uh, the topic is fast food. That is one of the actual uh, approved topics. Okay. Uh, now say it into your known, microphone. Truth be known, I looked on the website and it listed past topics. So I made sure I chose something that we've done. Right. So that and there's a reason that we don't list all the topics. They're constantly evolving, unlike some of us. <laughs> and fast food usually does either really poorly or really well. It is such a broad topic that some people are unable to even make one or two puns on it. We did and it last this past year, and it only went like 10. We think we've done it last three or four in a row simply because every other year it gets one or two offerings, and then it's done, so we just run it back the next year. It's, it's Led Zeppelin, man. You either love it or you hate it. You know, what, you know what's a topic we don't use anymore? It's an X topic, pregnancy. X topic? Are we going to do fast food? Or? <laughs> yes. Oh, We're just going to discuss well, the topic first. So my, my honest thinking was. Your honest thinking? Is we what work out. We work out. To be honest? <laughs> we should work out the parameters of fast food. Are we just going with uh, chains? Are we going with food items? No, we do the whole, just open it up. Yeah, that's fine. 
No. All right. Actually, uh, Henry Cunoff, we don't usually dissect the topic before we start. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do. Well, we that's, do. Yeah, that's not several. true, actually. Yeah, the, the, the people, well, but so who normally does that, actually? I'm curious. Is, so do you, is it usually you three? Are a lot of new ones. By the time, we only maybe one or two a year now, only one or two. Most of the hashing out took place uh, two or three years ago. We're up to 130 topics now. So we're up to but if there, are, if there are parameters to be defined during the competition, if it's at all not obvious, then whoever the lead MC is at that moment will explain, okay, this is food, not cooking, or cooking, not food, et cetera, et cetera. Or this is documents. Good luck. Yeah. And, and typically, <laughs> it, and, if, and if we have... I, I feel like you have some... Uh, <laughs> This, this is something that Brian fought hard and long for. Documents, that was like a, 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 a topic that was brought up, I want to say, three or four years ago that was hotly debated. It was, it was like, About well. Famous documents. Yeah, it, 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 but no, it was just documents. It wasn't famous documents, just no, documents. No, just so people were coming up with, you know, mimeograph, which technically, yeah, I guess that's a document, but we're looking for the Magna Carta is what we're, so it was an interesting um I would say experiment in failure. Uh, to a certain extent, uh, one of the challenges you have is when you're testing a new topic, typically you have two contestants on stage, and depending on their ability to think within parameters or widen them, uh, as you have in competition, the topic can be either seen as really good or really bad, and it doesn't really depend on the ability of those current contestants to prove that. So PDF would be acceptable. Declaration of Independence, um, post-it note would taken. Whenever we introduce a new topic, typically we have a very, we take a lot and we rein people in. And that's usually when we have such heavy hitters on stage year after year, the, the challenge is not getting them to expand because most contestants with this little think, as, um, as David Guggenheim calls it, thinking laterally, they're able to expand lampshades into headwear or headwear into lampshades. <laughs> Uh, David, do you have uh, an opinion about this? <laughs> no, I will not take lampshade <laughs> as headwear in a pun off <laughs> because a lampshade was not designed to be headwear. I won't take anything you can happen to balance on your head. Now, coconut, and this, and this brings up an interesting point. There are certain areas just of sheer expertise. I'm medical, and David's very proficient with technology and photography and mm. beer. And so those categories he automatically gets. There's some that I'm more proficient at. But when we have disagreements on a certain one, we make sure that the other one is <laughs> is uh, off the stage and we let one one judge go at it when we have a difference. Because nobody wants to see the judges arguing with each other. Yeah. No. <laughs> Except the contestant who's hurting and needs extra time. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to see it. He still wants it to happen, but he doesn't want to see it's it. Inciting a riot just to get extra time. Did you hear what he said about your topic? I need to remember that if I'm ever a contestant again. <laughs> well, that, that reminds me of the, just this very last pun off. Uh, I was emceeing, and I was on the stage by myself with Dave and one other person. I don't remember who that person was. The topic was vehicles. Not, couldn't be. It was either two-wheeled vehicles or famous vehicles. Airborne vehicle, waterborne vehicle. Famous vehicles. Oh, yeah, famous vehicles. It must have been, does that sound right, famous vehicles? Famous vehicles sounds right, because he and I went back and forth on Star Wars vehicles. Dave Wallace and Jerry Ann. Yeah, Jerry Ann, yep. And so there was one point where you guys were spending a long time just naming all of the Transformers. Pretty much. And Because we could. Well, I decided to cut that off because it just felt a little bit too far off. 
of a topic. Uh, my, my wife very vehemently disagreed with me. Uh, she knows all the Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, and that's one part on the, in the in punceling where the judge steps in and says, okay, I see. Now, we all know as judges and experienced competitors that it all ends up going to Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. <laughs> I tell you what, some of the topics that we get into, especially when it comes to the subculture and nerd uh, ology, uh, if you go, they will go long enough to where people in the audience will actually grow their virginity back. I mean, it is pretty insane. We have the ability to say, actually, that's already covered in condiments, or that's covered in uh, desserts. Uh, you'll never get a disease if you're covered in condiments. <laughs> <laughs> you recall this one last year where it was. Poorly named on my part. It should have been someone, uh, I believe, Jersey said, you need to correct this title and gave a very good correction. I believe the category was good, but I gave a very poor name. I just said titles. I was looking for Sir, Madame, Colonel. Oh, sure. Right. But and, then and suddenly we had book right, titles. And, and, and this very I do remember that. started making offerings that were. That was Erica, wasn't it? I, I don't recall, but there she was, was very good at coming up with well-known book titles, right, yeah. and she was three in before I realized it because her competitor was immediately responding, and so we don't intervene. And then it dawned on me, and I said, We have a book titles category. <laughs> I said, you are doing, you are killing at a category that no one else is playing right now. <laughs> so the topic correction should be, and therefore uh, will be, is forms of address. All right, all right. So let's uh, let's actually then uh, demonstrate for the audience. First person goes. I have uh, multiple platforms on my computers. I have a little PC and a Big Mac. When the gentleman centuries ago ordered the monastery, they asked of course, "You want fryers with that?" It's a little blustery outside. Some might even say it kind of windy's. That was a real croc. 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 Ray Croc. Oh, oh my God. I just watched the movie last week. Wow. You went to the, oh, come on. I'm impressed with David for figuring that out. I put a giant letter F and a giant letter K on my front door, and somebody said, what is it? I said, it's KFC. Nice. From the original Star Trek series, what did the Klingons eat in their cafeteria? Too tough. Burger King. Pretty good. That's such a good one. <laughs> oh, he's just McRibbing you. <laughs> I was going to bring my A game, but these are Bs. Nice. <laughs> I have a uh, pseudo Tex-Mex computer. It's a Taco Dell. A relative <laughs> of mine made all his money in the, uh, in the shipping business with, um, with undergarments. He made a lot of long John Silver. Nice. I got a baby's order of french fries. They were tater tots. <laughs> that works. So uh, Santa Claus happens to be a big fan of a certain fast food chain. If you go there, you can say, hey, I saw Nick. <laughs> yeah, but did you see that chick, Phil? Hey. <laughs> what do the fast food police say? Fries! For the uh, listening audience, he made a gun with his fingers. <laughs> I did. It's true. You know, we have uh, Chinese fast food and we have Mexican fast food, but most people don't realize that the first fast food was made in Greece. 
so true. So so old. So true. So I'm sorry. I had one that was really tasty, but I'm freezing up. Uh, let's see here. If uh, you know, in in Japan, the uh, <laughs> the the rich and eccentric people like to take all of their money and put them in circles on the ground, and then they can make love on top of or on yin rings. <laughs> on yin rings. Wow. It's true. I would like to go back and repair that last one that I made. <laughs> Talking about freezing the balls off a brass monkey. <laughs> would that be a testes freeze? <laughs> uh, I think Brian has one on the tip of his tongue. On the tip of my tongue, actually, if you were feeding straw to uh, President Bush, you'd be putting A and W. I, uh, you know what kind of fast food they really, really like it in the Middle East? What? Shake. When my fingers get cold, I put them in my hot pockets. Not even a fast food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> Microwavably. Excellent. All right. That was a good game, guys. So I actually did score that, but it is a complete secret, so I'm not going to tell anybody who won. You bastard. I do what I can. When we come back, we'll wrap up, and you'll be getting sage advice from the panelists. Uh, we'll just take a quick break. We're back. Let's real quickly plug some of the things that we are involved with. We'll start with uh, the most important, the O. Henry Punoff. David, can you tell us when, where, how, why? Well, the next one will be 2019 Punoff. It will be the 42nd O. Henry Museum Punoff World Championships. It will be behind the O. Henry Museum at 409 East 5th Street. It will be in front of the uh, convention center, in front of the Hilton Hotel. It's that little park. It's also behind the Susanna Dickinson Museum. It will be the Saturday before Mother's Day. Also, we do have a website, which is updated uh, intermittently. Uh, it's punpunpun.com. No, it's punoff, excuse me. It, is, it is both, actually. Okay. Punoff.com or punpunpun.com for, uh, for the enhanced people who like to type more things. <laughs> <laughs> punoff, of course, is P-U-N-O-F-F without any... Uh, actually, it is P-U-N-O-F-F also. .com. Oh, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I went ahead and bought both of them because I knew somebody was going to screw it up. That's, oh, that's good to know. As evidenced <laughs> today. Awesome. We, we have other venues as well. Like, like uh, I guess Gary just put me on the Yahoo group, uh, or somebody did because it wasn't yeah, me. Uh, for, for, pe for people who were, who were uh, in the workforce in 1962, you can go onto your Yahoo groups and look for P-U-N-Y, Punsters United Nearly Yearly, and we have a Yahoo group that's been going strong for over 20 years. Did you get him on Alta Vista as well? <laughs> Curious. We First he had to ask Jeeves. We used to do it, we, you know, we used to do it on dial-up, and before it was dial-up, it was like you turn, you turn the crank and say, say, Emily, connect me to the punt. <laughs> it's PU4957. PR549. No, and and uh, we we are our old school. It's it's puns uh, anytime, all the time. Original material uh, with a, a lot of the same people who played in the pun off. Uh, and of course, we are also on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/punypage. That's facebook.com/slash/punypage. 
By the way, PUNY, P-U-N-Y, stands for Punsters United Nearly Yearly. That's where we got that acronym, and we're sticking to it. And just recently, uh, several of us participated in an interview for a podcast called Rochambeau, R-O-S-H-A-M-B-O, which is in some language means rock, paper, scissors. Uh, <laughs> and But it's, a, it's a, a very fun podcast that's been going on for, uh, they're in their second, second season now. It is all about strange and quirky competitions. And, uh, and they did a, an extensive interview with me and also with David and also with uh, Jersey Blizdowski and uh, Alexander Petri and uh, Ben Zeke. P-Try. P-Try, excuse me. <laughs> I keep trying, but he's got the prostate <laughs> issues. But um, uh, anyway, the, it went on for probably better part of an hour, maybe even more, well, the worst part of an hour. And, uh, and it was a, a very well done uh, podcast. Uh, so look it up on wherever uh, fresh podcasts are served. Much better than this Ro- podcast. Rochambeau. I mean, good heavens. I'm almost offended by that comment. Anything else to plug? A website or anyone performing somewhere in the long distant future? Uh, I recently started back up with comedy sports after a number of years, um, kind of on a personal hiatus. Uh, they're performing here in Austin at uh, Zach North um, Theater on Saturdays at 7 o'clock. So with that, I want to sign off with some advice from each of our panelists. These guys are expert chefs and wanted to give you just a quick piece of advice about cooking. Brian Oakley. If you're shopping for a stirring device in a store and you see something you really need but can't afford it and you're willing to go to jail for it, well, that's just a whiskey you'll have to take. Dave Wallace. If you're looking to make that perfect witch hazel, be sure to preheat your coven. David Guggenheim. If you're cooking with wine and suddenly realize you don't have any, I can call you a cab. And Gary Halleck. Uh... Yeah, you know, when whenever I'm uh, uh, making pancakes, I don't give a flip. I call in a mission spatulas. That was a terrific episode, guys. Uh, uh, thank you for coming. I am your host, Aaron Faisal, and we'll catch you on the flip side.